What's up, guys? It's your host, MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Thursday. I know this sounds intro sounds a little weird. I know you're all wondering, where's Stevie? Stevie's having a little bit of a family emergency, so I'm flying solo on this one. I'm getting my wings today, even though I've already done solo before, but, you know, I'm getting my wings again. Um, I'm flying solo today. I'm going to be chatting with, you know, a super cool guest, a super cool author, so I hope you guys uh, stay and hang out with me. I know Stevie's, like, huge part of this podcast and I feel like just me talking is just boring like I want Stevie here I miss her already um a few things um make sure that you guys are you know setting your calendar dates for that indie author panel it's going to be super exciting we cannot wait we have a ton of questions for Candy Jen and Willow and it's going to be so much fun and we really want you guys to come join and chat with us um, if you can't make it to the live, it will be recorded and up on YouTube, so you guys will be able to go back and watch it, or if you don't hear something and want to go back and listen to a question or an answer with a little bit more depth, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. Um, we also have a Patreon, if you don't know. We have a bunch of cool different tiers with a bunch of cool things that you can do um, when you support the podcast. If you can't do the Patreon, no big deal. Honestly, we'd love just a review or subscribe and tell your friends about us. Like, that's all we want. We just want to be able to talk to you. We want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to scream at you in your car about hot bookshelf boyfriends. You know, that's what I want to do. Um, so book world stuff. Stevie's always so much better at this than I am, but I'm going to give it a go. Um, I obviously have been in the cave, so I haven't been writing much. However, the last book I did read before I went into the cave was this author's, um, one of this, one of these, this author's books, um, and it was super phenomenal, so good. It's called Wolf by Penelope Black, and it is a reverse harem stepbrother vibe, and it's everything dark and taboo that I love, and y'all just, y'all already know, okay? So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then also I read, it's the new series by, I feel like I was like asking a question and I was like expecting, um, Stevie to answer it for me. LOL. See, this is what I'm saying. I, I'm lost without her. She's like my other half basically. However, they, I also read, what is it? Oh, uh, Ruthless Creatures by JT Gessinger, the first book in her Queens and Monster series. Oh my God. It was so good. So good. It was dark. It was edgy. I, it was intense. I, I loved it. And super hot, by the way. Oh my God. You looking for some hot smut? Let me tell you something. Go pick that up. And then as soon as I get done writing, I'm going to pick up the second book in that series so that I'm all caught up or try to get all caught up. Uh, Gianna Darling is uh, releasing a new book called Temptation or something, I think. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I'm looking it up on Goodreads as we speak. Um, she's releasing that soon in September. Um, I'm trying to think. I like see. I feel like Stevie has so much more book information than I do. I'm just not. She's just so much better at this than I am. Dangerous Temptations that releases soon. Uh, I want to say in September. So, and I think the pre-order's up for that um, September 28th. So make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, Saffron Kent's releasing uh, These Thorn Kisses in December, which is also up for pre-order on all platforms. Seriously, go check that out. I'm beta reading for that one. And let me just tell you something. 
it's so good. So if you like taboo and, you know, a hot guy and a super dope chick, you need to go check it out. But other than that, I think that that is everything. I think I've covered most of it. I'm like trying to make sure that I didn't miss anything. So Stevie doesn't jump my ass when she comes back and listens to this. And she's like, oh my God, you didn't mention yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm sorry. I have like such a bad memory. And the fact that she's even able to put up with me is literally insane. Um, no, I think that's it. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and read the bio for the lovely guest that we have today. And uh, we're going to get this thing and get the show on the road. <clears throat> Penelope Black lives in the Midwest with her husband and two tiny humans. When she's not writing, she enjoys over-the-top action movies, iced chai lattes, and soaking up the sun in her backyard with a book, good book. Without further ado, let's go talk to Penelope Black. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the bookshelf boyfriends podcast penelope black welcome welcome thank you i'm so excited to be here today she has graced us with her presence even <laughs> after we've had technical difficulties and stevie's had like the day of her life or whatever um but yeah we're still gonna have a fun time you guys know me i could talk to a wall so it's fine um you might have met your match in me i am very chatty so oh, this is gonna be one of them podcasts where we're gonna talk like eight hours i'm fine with it i'm fine with it okay so we're gonna go ahead and kick off questions about uh the brotherhood series which okay so i try to read um at least like you know a book about from an author that we're having on the podcast just to kind of like you know now I want to like get into the, your writing style. I want to know you. It's like the best way to do that is to read people's books, obviously. And Stevie is so much more well-versed in the book world than I am. Like Stevie will send me like, okay, so I love dark romance, right? And I've, I mean, I've been reading romance for a while, but she's read so many more books than me. And she'll send me links. She'll be like, bro, listen, dark romance right here, hit it up. And I'm like, all right, cool. So been reading them. So I am in the cave currently writing, but the last book I read before I went into the cave was Wolf. And I kid you not, I have literally been talking to Stevie about this book for like the past like two weeks. Oh, yay. Thank so, you. I, um, I know how that is. So I don't read a lot actually when I'm writing, like when I'm in yeah. the thick of writing, just because I am like super hyper-focused, but when I publish a book, then I usually take a week break and just like binge everything I can get my hands on that I've been waiting to read. So I definitely understand that. Why are we literally the same person? <laughs> literally me. So not only is this the kickoff of like a seriously good reverse harem uh, series, it's also a stepbrother forbidden aspect in the play of that. So what made you want to like kill two birds with one stone? You were like, not only are we going to do it a verse harem. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. So I, I don't know if this is a, a good answer or not, but someone just asked me this the other day and I write, I wrote the book or the series that I wanted to read. Um, okay. I couldn't find, I've always had this. Um, so I am actually have like Irish in my, history. Um, even though I live in the United States, my grandma, when she was alive, like traced it back. And so I remember like sitting um, at her house while she told us these stories of like how we had castles and stuff in Ireland a hundred years ago or something. And I just was so enamored with that. And I, 
cannot stop my love for mafia reads. I just can't stop. So <laughs> who wants to though? <laughs> who wants to though? I know. I just was looking for like an Irish mafia read and I love, love, love reverse harem. And I just, at that time, so this was like a year ago now, I just really didn't find any, or if I did, I gobbled them up in a couple of days and I'm like, okay, what's next? Me. So <laughs> I just decided to play like the what if game um, and say, okay, what if there's this girl and this thing happens where she meets these guys and they're you know, in a, a step sibling trope, but also they're connected and it just kind of like spiraled a little out of control, maybe. No, it's perfect. I was just like, so when I originally, when I originally, you know, got it, I bought it, I put it on my Kindle or whatever, and I picked it up and I started reading and I was like, cause I knew from the blurb, right. I knew from the blurb reverse harem, and yeah. then the stepbrother thing, right? And then I was like, oh, Mafia here too. I was like, oh my God, what else she gonna give me? I was like, yes, please. Let's just like put everything that I love into a book into like one series. I'm here for it. Thank you. Um, also, was this your debut? Yeah. So, oh my God. My first book. Congratulations <laughs> on being you. able to not only this a debut book is just insane in general to be able to do. Right, uh, but right. you did a fucking reverse harem, which is just talented on its own. So, yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and it was actually a good answer. There is a quote by Toni <laughs> Morrison that says, "If there's a book that you want to read but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it." So, I think Ooh, I love that. So, our female main character has been through it. Okay, been through the thick of it. Okay, and mm -hmm. she is. I love her. And okay, I want to make sure I'm saying her name right. Is it Elena? Yeah, it's okay. Elena. So I, so because I knew I wanted to take it the Irish route, I originally had Elena spelled with more of like, I guess it's like a Spanish influence, but Elena spelled under like the Irish influence is A-L-A-I-N-A. -A. So I just went with that. Well, can, I love it. I love the little touches. I love it. That just is what makes a book right. So what was your favorite part about writing her? What, what was it about her that you feel like is either different or similar to yourself? So there's actually a lot of me, I think, in Elena. I think, I don't know if, so I'm writing a new series now and I see parts of myself in this um, heroine. So I don't know if this is just my writing style or mm -hmm. maybe it's my, uh, you know, greenness showing, <laughs> but I just... <laughs> I just gave like some parts of myself to her. And for me, it helped me connect really quickly to her. I think yeah. um, I love her because so in the first book, she to me just seems like kind of like an average girl, like someone that you might be friends with or someone that you know or work with or something. And then she's related. thrown in these like crazy circumstances and her whole journey, I think, is kind of amazing. I love that we get to see her journey on its own, like as a person, and then her journey, like with these men in her life. And then there's a whole nother plot thread <laughs> in there too. Yeah. So like very multifaceted. I don't, I just, I, I, one of my favorite, so I love reading angst and I knew oh, yeah. I wanted to bring some angst to my, my characters in my series and kind of make them hurt a little bit before I give them Yeah, their, I did it. You did it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And um, so, but I felt like that's really important for me and my reading experience, at least, is I want to connect 
with these characters I'm reading. And I wanted readers to connect with the characters I'm writing and, you know, share their pain and their joy and maybe, maybe a little bit of their lust too, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, I think, so I hear from authors because me and Stevie try to like, uh, we're like the yin yang of each other. So we try to balance the podcast really well. She reads fluff, like light, hearted romance and then I read like (laughs) I don't read that right so we try to balance it out a little bit and usually when we have like authors who read write lighter things they read lighter things as well and um they always have a hard time getting into mafia because it's like oh like I just don't it's not relatable to me like I need something that I can you know relate to and I thought that this book this book will be I am going to read this the rest of this year. Absolutely going to read the rest of the series as soon as I finish this book. They're already on my Kindle. I've already them. <laughs> so, but this is going to be one of those series that I recommend to people who are like, I don't know if I can relate to Mafia. It's like, bro, it's not that you need to relate to the Mafia portion, but I think being able to relate to the female character, which you did so well with Alana, making her feel like just a normal girl that I was like, bro, this could be me right now. Yes. I could be doing this right now. Oh, and thank so, you so much. It'll be one of those that I recommend to the pe- to people. They're like, I want to get into mafia, but I don't know how. This is it right here, right here. This is the one. Thank and you. I think a lot of uh, with debuts, because especially for myself, because I also released my debut novel a year ago. Oh, my wow. First, Congrats. Thank you. My first female character is like a replica of me because I that's my comfort. You know, that's your comfort. Right. Time, you know, right. And you know yourself. So it's like, why not just like splash a little bit of myself into these people you know so yeah it's an awesome job loved her great female character energy fantastic so thank you I I also say too that like anybody who's looking to dip their toes into RH or reverse harem yeah um this I feel like I've been told by several readers actually one of my my beta readers she uh, I a, a connection of ours connected us together, a mutual friend. And she's like, I don't really read step sibling. I don't really read RH, but you know, you you're a friend of so-and-so, so I'll give it a chance. And I sent her a few chapters and 30 minutes later, she was messaging me. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Give me the rest here. So <laughs> I think it's like, <laughs> yes. And then she told a bunch of her friends about it, which I'm so grateful for, but I think it's, you know, there's a lot of RH out there where it's very, very strong characters and they kind of dive right into maybe the spicy scenes and like the group spicy scenes. And this is a definitely a slow burn series. So I think if you're looking to like wet your palate a little bit with RH, it's also, (laughs) you know, a stepping stone. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of the fact that it's a reverse harem, I think another element that you added that that's the thing that a lot of people, cause, oh my God, it makes me so when we have some of these authors come on here and they're like, oh, like the trope I'll probably never write is reverse harem. And I'm like, oh God, you're just shooting out one of my favorite tropes ever. <laughs> but I think a lot of people have a problem because it's like, they want to be attached to like the characters and a yeah. lot, a lot of reverse harems, like you said, jump right into the sexiness and it's hard to kind of you know, connect to people if it's just sex, right? And I think another element you added is you wrote it in multiple POVs, which is my absolute favorite, okay? Because I like to see what everybody is thinking, okay? Me too. So was it hard for you keeping all the character voices straight? Like, I need to know. Okay, so I... Yes and no. So I I knew I wanted to give some of the guys uh, POV and like, and as you read the series, you'll see that you'd see kind of a little bit more of each guy, depending on what book you're in. Yeah. yeah. And that was very, um, 
like that was very purposeful. I wanted to make sure that we give a hint of what they're thinking of what they're going on, especially um, where it relates to Elena. Absolutely. But when I first sat down to write like one of the guys POV, I kind of stared at my screen for 10 minutes and I'm like, I know what needs to happen in this chapter, but how do I get into that sort of mindset? So what I ended up doing was creating these extensive character bios mm -hmm. and I really, really fleshed them out. And I mean, things from like, what kind of coffee do, are they coffee drinkers to like, what are their mannerisms and so what's amazing. their emotional wound, which is shaping who they are and how they're acting now. And like little quirks about they have, I still think it's so funny. One of, one of the things that's, that gets mentioned to me the most is, um, Wolf has a little bit of a quirk when he's sleeping and, <laughs> and yes. I can't tell you how many people slid into my DMs to be like, I don't know why, but this is the favorite thing I've read in this entire book. It's so, so <laughs> yeah. And it just like came to me. I was like, that would be, that would be a great little thing. He's kind of like playful, but he's still such a badass. Got, can I swear in here? Shoot. Absolutely. I okay. all I'm time. sorry. I'm like, Ooh. Um, so I thought that would like in that moment, just a little like comic relief, right? To kind of soften yeah. him. And it became this sort of, not a staple, but definitely something that he's known for. So yeah. that's the, that's the best way. So in my new series now, before I sat down to write anything, I sat down and fleshed out everyone's character cards or their character bios. Yeah. So when I had to write the chapter from their point of view, I could kind of skim that back over, get into the feel of it, and then feel a little bit more prepared. I literally do the same thing. I don't write reverse harem because my brain would it probably explode. <laughs> but I I do the same thing. I do so like I do such an extensive character outline because I want to be able to make these people as real as possible. So like what color does she paint her nails? Does she bite them? Is you know, do they like candy? Like it's this craziest exactly. things that I think about mm -hmm. that people are like, why do you need to know that? It's like because it's the things that create a human being. Okay. I need to know these things. And one of my friends actually gave me some of the, one of the coolest recommendations ever. And it also has helped me. So like after I finish my character outline and after I've, you know, really just like flushed them out, I know who they are. I'll do character interviews. So like I'm interviewing them and I ask them questions and I reply, I type it out, obviously. I reply in the way that I think that they would answer it. So that helps me find their voice. And I think that has really helped me kind of be able to differentiate between like if you picked up one book you would know that you know one of my characters have this voice and another one of my characters have another voice yeah <laughs> I love that I might have to borrow that that you need to I'm telling you it's a game changer it's a game changer <laughs> I'm going to and just like random off the wall stuff too I feel like that's kind of the best absolutely I literally did it on my Instagram stories like I shared on my Instagram stories the ones I had did for the book I'm currently writing and like one of them is like oh what's your zodiac sign and the male main character is like do I look like I know what the fuck that is like <laughs> I was like oh god I love it it's so good yeah. okay so wolf speaking of main male characters yes so wolf is super complex uh from the quirk that he has in when he sleeps to you know how much of a badass he is and I feel like every brother in has like their own kind of vibe and like scary trait that makes me like I think you might kill me but I also kind of want to sleep with you so like I'm like, into it yeah exactly. <laughs> Am I into, I'm into this so where did their character inspiration come from so I don't know this is hard for me to answer like so 
I think I took little bits and pieces from things that I get inspired by. Yeah. My husband is hardcore into like the Sopranos. We watched okay. The Departed when yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to write this book. And he's like, cool, let me get our next three movies lined up. Or, you know, um, Love it. So I think like I took a little inspo just from like how they sort of act, but I put the romance twist on it because I feel like that's what I was always missing. Anytime I watched any like big mafia blockbuster is heroin. Right. Like I want them to be so like, I want them to be, I call them affectionately like alpha holes. Cause they're these alpha possessive men and they're kind of like assholes, but they soften around her or they soften for her, but they also like will burn the world down for it's just it's like, like that's a so weird <laughs> line that I want them to be on. So, um, I will say that like physically I have people in mind for them just because I'm a visual person. So like, I would like pin a picture of them, like in my character card. So I kind of knew how to describe them. Oh yeah. Same. I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing. So <laughs> For readers like me who have not yet read the rest of the series, like I said, sorry, I'm not Kendall. Um, tell the, tell our listeners what they can expect from Rush and Sully. So really I'm so well- excited for Sully. I just <laughs> want to say that. And I am so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to finish. And I just want you to know that you can email me or slide into my DMs or just text me when you're done with any of them because they do oh, like... Yes. As you know, with Wolf, it does end on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I want to do right now. Somebody. Yeah, just <laughs> too. I think I even put in the back of one of them, like if you need to proverbially throw your Kindle at me, you can slide into my DMs. I'm okay with it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but the whole series really follows the story. I like to think of it as like Elena's story. It's her story of like. I'd like to think of her as like a phoenix sort of. So she's going to be put through the ringer before she can rise out of it. And that is in all aspects. So it's about this girl who's kind of like your average girl. And she lives in New York City and she's at a private boarding school. She's just graduating from high school and she lives with her two cousins who are really more like sisters. They've been living together. They've been raised together and they have a really nice, I like to think of it as a really nice female bond um Girl power yeah exactly okay. and then everything sort of changes as you find out in wolf right away she gets a call from her mom who she's kind of estranged from and yeah. her mom says surprise i'm getting married and it's the rumored head of the irish mafia so come on home and Dude, but the mom family, took a total basically w. let's just talk about how the mom took a total w let's just yeah. I would love to casually be like, yeah, I'm marrying the head of the Irish mafia. Don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. You're jealous. <laughs> right. So it's, it's Elena goes. So I feel like she's pulled in a lot of different directions. So we meet her romantic entanglements. Obviously there's a, a step sibling involved here mm-hmm. or more than one, we should say. Um, but it's also like her journey with her mom and their estrangement the, over the course of Rush and then finally Sully. Um, and then there's this whole other Irish mafia aspect that I don't, I don't know that I can say too much because I really don't want to give any, any hints or any spoilers away. I'm firmly anti-spoiler and everything, but, um, (laughs) it will, it, that is its own journey in of itself. And, and that concludes in the final book too. 
I think I really enjoyed it. it helped me connect to each of the characters. I love a reverse harem that I feel like, because I mean, sometimes you just pick up an RH and you just want to, you just want it to be hot. Okay. And then other times you pick it up and you're like, I want to have a story. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy the way that Wolf, Rush, and they all see her in different, different ways, which it makes it so much more believable that they would, you know, yeah rh you know so i love that and not only is it is an amazingly written romance there is a mystery aspect that keeps you like sucked in the whole time (laughs) and it's like was it hard keeping everything in line so dominoes would fall right in place i mean is it bad if i say yes (laughs) i mean no it's absolutely not i'm currently writing that right now and my brain literally is like wait can i do this is this legal i mean i know it's not legal but like how do i get how do they get away with murder like right the FBI is like on my door. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like some of those Google searches, I'm like, oh man, I just don't, just don't look at my Google history. (laughs) Oh girl. I literally, so I have a group of guy friends that I've been friends with since high school. Okay. Actually we've been friends since like, like elementary school. Our parents were friends with each other. So like we grew up together. Okay. Okay. And I literally created a group chat at the beginning of writing. Cause this is my first like darker, like it's pretty dark. It's dark romance. And it's my first time writing it. Mm-hmm. And I created this group with them, me and the three of them. And it's called a thousand ways to die. And I basically like, if Google won't give me an answer that I'm looking for, I will message them and be like, so like question if I were to set someone on fire and like one of them's a firefighter so that's why I was like right. if I were to set someone on fire would that be a good way to get rid of DNA evidence and they're like they just they don't even flinch they're like in theory if the fire burned hot enough and long enough to destroy the teeth and the skeleton then yeah and yeah. I was like oh my god I literally yeah so I quoted them at the back of the book it's just like I just know that the FBI is gonna be like <laughs> at my door also can I just point out that that lead up that you gave me sounds like a really good premise for an RH in the future for you. <laughs> I mean, like, oh my God. I'm not like, like, I'm not trying to like overstep and say with these guys, but like, if that is not like the beginning of a really interesting story. <laughs> oh God. I mean, yes, I probably couldn't write it because they're like literally my brothers and I've never had a romantic relationship with either any of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if anybody listening wants to take that on, you're more than welcome. <laughs> I probably won't do that, but you're pop off. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I will say I am, um, a bit of a like a hybrid of a plotter and a pantser yeah but for a romantic suspense series in my mind to work I knew I had to know how it ended and once I could figure out like the climax of the third book that was going to tie up like all of the romantic so like all, or all of the um, suspense areas yeah. then I kind of knew what I needed to sprinkle in the previous chapters of all the different books Um, And I tried to be really sneaky about it. So it was something that maybe just readers kind of casually read through without thinking like, oh, this is weird. I think this might, you know, because I, um, I sort of pride myself on a really good twist. And so I hope I deliver really good twists, you know, (laughs) Um, I don't know. So I just try to keep like those big plot points. So then they can kind of keep me centered, but then still have the sort of creative freedom to move around within those plot point confines if that makes sense yeah and I think uh, for me writing the romantic suspense I had to figure out the suspense part first like I wanted the mystery part to be solved in my head and like all of like the high points and then interwove 
the romance yeah. portion of it and I think yeah. that that helped a lot because it's just like ugh, why I have to remember all of this and it's stressing me out like it exactly so yeah and you- I have some really really good bait so I don't tell my beta readers what's going to happen yeah. they are also spoiler free so that they can call me out like uh girlfriend this is not right this doesn't make sense here you know yeah. um so that's intentional for me and they have you know they've been I will never give them away. I told them they're going to have to leave me out of my cold, dead hands. Politely, you know, I'm like, politely. <laughs> politely, you can never leave me. So really same. So if you could turn the brotherhood into a movie series or a TV series, who would you cast as the roles and why? Okay. So I've thought a lot about this and it's, a, it's only diff. So this is just like dream dream team fantasy right absolutely hit me with um, here for it. wolf is wolf is the hardest for me because so i made this i made wolf's i made all my covers uh-huh. but i made wolf's cover like a year or more than that ago so like he has just always been wolf in my mind this cover mm-hmm. model yeah and like nothing no one has ever like overshadowed him but for <laughs> rush i always envisioned like a tom hardy <laughs> I just love Tom Hardy. Ooh, okay. And then Sully has forever been Charlie Hunnam. Like when he has. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so happy you said that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> so that's a, like I. So that's maybe like a hybrid answer because I don't have like a celebrity or anyone. No, you know, for Wolf because he's just been that guy for me. Yeah. But, the other two are definitely inspired by those guys. Okay, so first of all, Charlie Hunnam, I think, is perfect for Sully because that's who I pictured in my head. <laughs> him. Yeah. And for, okay, so for Wolf, let me give you a recommendation. Okay. Now, that's listen, great. we'd have to clean it up. Like, we'd have to, we'd have to, you know, give him the tattoos and, you know, mm-hmm. give him a bit of an edgier vibe. Have you ever seen Euphoria, the TV show? No, I haven't. Okay. So when I tell you this, you're going to automatically think of the kissing booth as him as Noah but this man, his name is Jacob Eldroy, okay? Okay. And if you watch him in Euphoria, dude, wolf energy all day, every day. Really? I mean, he is, so, like, I mean, he's a very toxic character in the TV show, sure. and, like, you don't like him, but at the same time, he's very, very hot, and, like, dark, and has, like, a shit past, and it's just, oh my god, like, I literally love him, and when I was reading, that's who I pictured wolf is in, in my head. I was like, that's him, with, like, tap. Oh, perfect. I'm gonna check it out now for real so what about elena who do you think you would cast as her she's really hard for me so she so okay so imagine if um emily or amelia clark had like dark red hair okay okay that's kind of who i thought of for her Mm -hmm. and it's hard because so many people associate her with game of thrones yeah right which is great um but that's not anything like this no (laughs) you know um but I just always sort of envisioned that kind of like I just love her and I think that in a dream world she would be a perfect Elena there okay hold up what is the name of that stupid movie it is literally gonna freaking kill me if I can't think of it hold up I'm I'm literally googling it because (laughs) when I read when you said when you said that it made me think when I read this is who I like I don't know picture in my head when she shows up hold up 
What is her name? Hold up, I'm looking up the cast. <laughs> okay, it's the cast of the it's the Mortal Instruments movie. It's Lily oh. Collins, but oh. in Mortal Instruments, like she has that like reddish dark hair. Yeah. yeah. So, so she was actually another. That's so like I pictured. I have Lily Collins pinned too, because um, <laughs> it was like a hybrid of the two for me. And I saw must have been like I, like a Pinterest board, you know, type thing where I saw um, one of them with like the dark red hair. And I don't know why I'd have a statuation with dark red hair for my heroines because I have no red hair. I love <laughs> and, dark red hair though. Anyway, but I'm like, I just love it. And I love this idea, especially because they're Irish. So I feel like it plays in that. Um, but I did have Lily Collins uh, pinned too for Elena. So that's funny. I love that. All right. So what is next for you in 2021? Okay. So in Wolf, you met um, Elena's cousins, Mary and Madison. Yes. So Madison's first book is already out that came out about three weeks ago. So I'm actually working on the rest <gasps> of the that's the That's the Gilded Princess, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Gilded Princess. Okay, okay. So that is, um, and you'll kind of meet at least one, maybe more of like her potential love interests in the Brotherhood. So it's oh, like so a era. Where is this an RH again? We're doing another RH? Yep. So it's another RH and it's going to be in Italian Mafia. And um, he's God, Lord. Oh my God. <laughs> there is no step sibling trope in this one though. So, but there is care. like a second chance romance that, that also happens within this series. I am dead ass here for the Italian Mafia. I'm Italian. <laughs> my grandfather is originally from Sicily. Oh, okay. Just seven. I'm Italian and my bucket list is to go visit like where he grew up, right? And just yeah. to like look at all of the men. Like I I wanna <laughs> I wanna I wanna go to Italy and like be like waltzing around and then be abducted by somebody that is right. the mafia and then make right. something of them. And I have to pretend like I'm not okay with it. <laughs> right. And then you can be like, I read dark romance. So I'm prepared. Okay. I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> right so um I'm super excited for that oh my god I need to go I need to go buy that I didn't know that that's what that was I thought you yeah were something else so the next book comes out it's pre-order date for October but I always move my um release dates up by at least two weeks mm -hmm. this one is on key for that too so um so I'm not sure if Maddie's series is going to be three or four books so that's the only thing I'm kind of unsure about um, cause it's kind of, there's a lot more to this plot than I thought there was going to be originally, which is good. Oh. Um, and then Mary is still going to get her own story, which you'll kind of get a glimpse and maybe an inkling of where that's going to go in, um, the rest of the books. And then you'll meet these, um, just kick-ass women in the books too. They're the King sisters, and they are basically like these badass IRA women who oh, that's epic yeah they're like five so they're 30 second backstory I've got a lot of comments from readers like can I have this book now um <laughs> my king sisters because their dad is like Irish IRA head up and all he wanted was sons and the universe gave him five daughters yeah so he trained them as if they were you know going to be taking over the kingdom so to speak so, <gasps> oh um, I love that 
that. Oh yeah. my God. I am a sucker for, for women raised by men who wanted boys. So they raised them like badass bitches. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, this is the reaction a lot of people gave me when they first encountered them because they do touch on a little bit. They all have kind of like their own specialties, so to speak. Oh and um, I'm so excited. I already bought it. I went and bought it. <laughs> so they are coming to, I don't know when exactly, but um, they will be coming hopefully this year. If not this year, definitely next year. Super excited. I am, I am stoked now. I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, we're going to move on and shift to writing questions. Uh, so when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer slash author? So I actually have a degree in journalism. Um, and I, I wanted to find a way to do, to make a, a career out of doing something with books, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I've been an avid reader. I still have really fond memories of like my grandparents taking me to the bookmobile on Wednesday nights oh! and, and, um, like sneaking like a book underneath the dinner table and like my parents, like catching me, you know, <laughs> Busted. Um, I just always have been a really, I've had, I've just loved reading so much and I'm so thankful that like my kids um, love it too. So I always joke that they get it from me because my husband's a nonfiction reader. Um, oh. He only reads, he only, he does read my stuff, but that's pretty much it. Um, so I just kind of felt like I wanted to do something in this community. And I actually started out editing for other indie authors. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a few years. And then at the very gentle encouragement of some friends of mine, I sort of dove headfirst into the author side of, of things. I love that. Yay. Yeah. I'm glad you did because you just gave, you. gave us a great, gave us a great series. Thank um, I was gonna say, oh my, I was talking, you were talking about getting busted at the dinner table. I rem yeah. I have like a very vivid memory of my stepmom, like busting into my room at like 1 a.m. And like my grandma had got me like one of those lights that you connect to the top of your book. So yep. you can like see the yep. pages and I'm like hidden under the covers. I'm like reading and she like comes in. She's like, why are you not in bed? And I'm like, just another chapter. One more chapter. <laughs> One more chat finishes the whole book, doesn't sleep, has to go to school at yeah. 7 p.m. Okay, so you already you already answered if you're a plotter or a pantser, you're somewhere in between. So mm -hmm. do you have any interesting writing quirks when you write? Like, do you have to write at a certain time? Do you have to always be like eating Twizzlers or wearing like a certain pair of socks? Have you been watching my Instagram stories or? I absolutely have not. That is the same. I swear <laughs> to God, these, these questions have been copy and pasted. We have okay, because... Let me tell you, I eat Twizzlers when I write. Ah! Oh my God, yes. I knew somebody was going to be on this that was going to say that. I knew it. I can't help it. I So right now, so with COVID, I started writing in like peak COVID times. So my kids were at home. So I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. So yeah. they were at home for a whole year before they went back to school. And it was just weird. I got used to writing really late at night, but I couldn't, like, I needed something to like keep my brain sharp and I would reach for like Skittles or Twizzlers. I don't know what, it's like not the healthiest thing, but like health food. I was like, man, you know, like give me something with some sugar in sugar, it. For real. That's so, 
they went back to school in March and then they, you know, for a couple months and now they're home for summer break. So now it's like a wonky schedule for me. Mm -hmm. I usually still do right at night because it's the only time where nobody needs me for something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, between, so my, between my husband who works from home right now, my two kids, and we have a puppy. Like I just, it's hard for me to carve out like an hour of uninterrupted time. Yeah. But sometimes I do. And um, so I do eat Twizzlers a lot. I also have to have music playing. If it is on my headphones, it's better because then I feel like I have these over the ear headphones and I feel like cancel everything out and you're like in there, you're there. Yes. And it feels me like, it feels like I'm immersing myself in the music Mm -hmm. um, versus just like listening to it from my computer or my phone. And um, I have like different playlists for different moods. Like if it's a spicy scene or if it's a action scene, or if I need to like make this character feel super vulnerable, I just sort of drown myself in those until it's like background noise almost. Absolutely. Um, And then the other really kind of weird thing is I, I guess it's a two part weird thing. I, I write almost exclusively in a new hoodie with each book. Bro. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Alerts. Oh my God. I'm hitting a button. I hit the button. Hit the button. Oh my God. We're twins. I do the same thing. It's so weird. I don't know why I can't stop though. And it's not even like, sometimes my husband will buy me a new hoodie. He's like here for your next book. And sometimes it's just a hoodie I have. So I live in Wisconsin and it's cold nine months of the year. Absolutely. And even when it's warm out now, my husband likes our house, like the Arctic tundra. So I'm cold at night. And so I just like burrow in whatever oversized hoodie I'm wearing and then the words just kind of flow I am not even joking you you're the first person a I feel like you're the first person to have in a long time that we've had on here that's a had an interesting quirk and you are the first and only person who does the hoodie thing listen I'm not even joking you I will and it started with like my first novel obviously I wrote like obviously I wash it like every like you know two three days whatever I wash it and then I have to wait till it's washed, like sit by the dryer until it's done before I can write. Okay. But like, basically like comes out and it's like, I, and like, literally it's like laying over here in the corner. I literally <laughs> like, don't wear it at all, unless I'm writing. And then like, when yeah. I go to write, I just like slip it on. And it's like, yes, I'm putting on the writing words. Yes. And as soon as I finish the book, like as soon as I write the end, I immediately go searching for my next hoodie to purchase for my yes. next one. And so I, um, I don't know if you've heard of like InkersCon. Yes. Um, okay, so I did InkersCon this year and I just watched this um, really interesting like Q&A with uh, Alessandra Tori and I forgot the guy's name. I can't remember, I'm sorry, but he was talking about how like these different things that you do to try and get yourself into like a, basically like a creative flow status. Absolutely. So I think like for us, like putting that hoodie on is kind of like zip lining us that much quicker into that status where we're telling our brain, okay, it's time to be creative. Absolutely. And I also have like, uh, like I have ADHD, like a mofo. And I also like struggle with anxiety. So for me, it's super important to have like a routine because like, it's like when I wake up, I do the same thing. Like I'll do the dishes from the night before I'll clean up the house. And then I will like make myself coffee and I make myself a bagel 
with the same cream cheese. And then I come into my office and I eat and I watch like an inspirational video. And then I finish eating, put my hoodie on and I start writing. Right. So if anything goes awry in that situation, I am a disaster. So like, if I don't have cream cheese for my bagel, I'm like, what am I going to do? The day's ruined. And so routine is like super important for me, but I, I agree. I think that it, uh, it puts you kind of in like that creative aspect. Like it's like, you're training your brain to be like, okay, we're doing this because we're preparing to start writing. Like we need to start being creative and like firing on all cylinders. Yeah, exactly. So when you like, oh, go ahead. So go. I was just going to say, and then, so I used to, I wrote my first book in my office, but um, when I was in the middle of writing rush, we got a puppy. And we, we kennel him at night and, you know, potty training and stuff. And the only place really on the first floor is in my office. So I had to adapt. So then I finished writing rush, like at my dining room table, I wrote Sully on one of my couches. I wrote twist or I wrote gilded princess up here on this couch behind, like, it's just weird. Like I just can't sit and write in one place. It's like, I feel almost like this almost like an anxiety ridden superstition about <laughs> yeah I'm like no this is where I'm writing this book so this is it we're just going to yeah. write it here it's not really going to work anywhere else which doesn't really make sense and it doesn't it makes sense to me yeah but I'm like like sometimes I'm like pulling up my notes app because we're in the car for 20 minutes and I'm like I can't forget this scene and me. sometimes I'm like I can only write in this cushion on this, you know, in this little bubble here. That's me. That's literally me. So what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, reading. (laughs) Um, I, so I still have, I know a lot of authors that don't read in the same genre that they write, but I definitely still do. Um, it's my favorite, it's one of my favorite things is to like, just read on my back patio in my hammock when the sun is out. I just, I always joke and call myself a daughter of the sun because everything in my life just feels better when the sun is shining. Okay. So um, you're the opposite on that one. I feel like the daughter of the moon because I don't, oh, the sun does not like me. I like that's okay. Well, I like, it's cold here for a good portion of the year. And in the winter, sometimes we can go a couple of weeks without sun and it's yeah. just really, really depleting. I feel like on my creativity. Oh, bro. I don't um, know where you are. What's oh you do come on up then I'm not even joking I want to go to Alaska so bad for 30 days of night like I just literally want to stay there until yeah like, like no sunlight at all I'm fine with that <laughs> but I think though too like there's something so I I think though too there's something really sort of magical that's why I like to write at night because it's quiet yeah and um it's dark and you can just kind of like for me it's really easy to just like sink into the story or the character or whatever I'm working on Yep. So I can get that too. Um, but when I'm not like reading, I, you know, I'm with my kids and my husband, my dog, we walk our puppy twice a day. (laughs) So we're outside a lot. And, um, I just like to spend time with my family. We watched a lot of movies when, you know, we kind of missed going to the movies during the past couple years. Um, but, we just went back. My son actually turned nine a little over a week ago. So we went, we took him to the movies for his birthday. And that was kind of a fun experience to kind of Aww. do that again. Yeah. I, I love it. I that? love it. I said, I love that. <laughs> yeah. He takes after me in that aspect where like, he really enjoys going to the movies. And also I 
frequently catch him staying up way too late reading in his room under his covers. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I know that, you know, obviously writing romantic suspense, this is going to be a great question. So what is the weirdest thing you've had to Google for a book? Oh man. Okay. There's so many weird things. I think probably like <laughs> the top two, like types of definitely like if like what's the fastest like this is bad but like what's the fastest way to kill someone like realistically you know like it sounds so bad but like outside of like normal methods I think I googled like does like what like should you put a body by pigs or alligators like if you if you had the option yeah or like what is that faster than dipping them in a bucket of basically like Lyle or you know acid or something so like, acid. oh my god oh my god that just triggered I'm not even joking you so I plan on posting this in my author group like in my for my readers or whatever and it's screenshots of this group message between the guys that I had to do yeah. recently because I was ta- like I said I was talking about setting someone on fire to get rid of the DNA or whatever yeah. and my friend Noah was like sulfuric acid can be used to soak the body and will destroy everything after 48 hours just don't put it in anything but plastic and I was like okay okay got it and I was like I want the body to be identified but I just don't need evidence you know like I don't need their DNA evidence there so I'm thinking kill him bleach him and then set the shit on fire and I was like what you think and they're like yeah that could work the fire will wreck any evidence other than like if you use gasoline there's a possibility of there to be traces so use lighter fluid and I was like lighter fluid got it thanks peace That's out so you know how it goes. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have to remember that I know and I literally googled the other day I was like how long does it take to choke somebody <laughs> well I see like that's what I need to know or so I have a scene I forget which book it is but like Sully is teaching Elena some self-defense and I don't know jack shit about self-defense which is terrible I probably should know yeah um but I had to like I ended up like doing these like YouTube like mini courses because (laughs) I'm like I need to know like realistic like how are they moving their bodies like how would the teacher there needs to be a forum like there needs to be a search engine specifically for for fiction authors yeah like the period like that's what needs to happen so that So that the FBI is not like being like, like my FBI agent that sits in my computer and my phone is like, we need to keep an eye on her. Right. It's getting a little, it's getting a little excessive because I think me Googling how long does it take to kill, like choke somebody like to death is a little far-fetched, like four yeah. minutes, by the way, if you wanted to know four minutes. Oh, wow. That's a long time actually. Yeah. Depending on the strength. So like an average, I found a, I found a forum on Cora that told me this, but on average, a regular sized male can choke somebody out in four minutes. Now, depending on like your body weight, like if you're a female, I'm assuming it could be longer, but average male choking you to death, four minutes. That's crazy. I was like, that's great. Love that. Love that for me. <laughs> so, do you ever look for like med? Do you look up like medical stuff? Cause I, I frequently look up medical stuff. Like if you get stabbed here, how long does it take you really bleed out? Is this really going to hurt? Yes. Right. So I do that. However, my dad has a friend who is an ER physician. Oh. So I literally have him on speed dial. And like, what I'll do is like, before I start a book, I try to think about kind of what you know injuries my characters are going to run into or what they're Mm going to do so I'll like list a bunch of questions and I'll call him on his day off and be like so if I if theoretically speaking if I am to break somebody's windpipe could they speak after that and he's like not in the moment no and I actually did that so just forewarning in the book like 
it gets okay. a little gory. Okay. We broke a windpipe. That's all right. It's fine. So moving to reading questions, has yeah. a book ever changed your life or your push blah, blah, or your perspective on something? Um, this is, so someone asked me this the other day too. And a lot of other people had like really, really good insightful answers. And I feel like I don't know that I do. So I've been reading for so long that I think it was always just this sort of collective yearning to be yes. a part of it, you know? And um, I will say the one thing, so have you ever read the Faye series or the, excuse me, the Fever series by K.M. Moaning? I have okay. not. So care, I think it's KM moaning, Karen Marie moaning, one or the other. I forget how she titles it, but I remember reading the first two or three, like, I don't know, 15 years ago or something close to that. And um, maybe not that long, but I just remember thinking that it was so excellent. And it was kind of like my first introduction. The male love interest is kind of an asshole oh, and- yeah she's still kind it's like they have a really good like enemies to lovers vibe but there's also all of this fantasy thing that happens with like the fae mm -hmm. and I don't write paranormal or um, urban fantasy but I love to read it and I just remember thinking like this is I hadn't read anything like that before I had not read a romance where the guy I'm not really sure like he's kind of like a villain. He's kind of like an anti-hero. Am I supposed, why do I, am I supposed to like him? Cause I definitely am into it. Is this like, how is this going to shake out? You know, <laughs> um, my mental health. Okay. Like, am I supposed to be attracted to this? Cause I don't think I am, but okay. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like I was reading it and, um, the girl, her name is Michaela Lane. And, um, you find out right away, like her sister had disappeared or something. And so I just remember really connecting with the vulnerability of her character mm -hmm. and so I felt like I want to read more books like that yeah where they're really like in-depth character explorations and they have this really great suspense fast-moving mystery pace happening yeah well you should definitely pick up my book that comes out September 23rd that I'm almost finished with you should definitely for sure yeah um but I so so for I was li literally reading these books right like reading books like this, where they kind of make you fall in love with the villain and he's the mm -hmm. end, he's not a good guy, right? Has yeah. fucked me up for movies, okay? Yeah. Because yeah. I dead ass. Oh my God, I cannot believe I'm about to publicly say this. Have <laughs> you ever seen the movie Hellfest? No, I don't think so. Okay, so basically it's a slasher film. Okay. And it's just about this, it's about Hellfest is basically like a really big Halloween based park where you go in and there's like mazes and there's people running around scaring you and there's different sections of it. Like there's, uh, you know, you have to like reach certain points of the maze in order to get out of it or whatever. And like you pay to go in. So there's like thousands of people there. And it's like this huge, it's like an amusement park, but yeah. for like Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy goes in and he's going to kill people because when you go, like the people think it's fake, like he's killing oh, people yeah. and people think that it's like staged. Okay. Actually mm -hmm. legitimately murdering people. And so he has this mask on and he's hot. Like I, you never see his face, but like, he's hot. Like, yeah. not, like it. And he's like tall <laughs> like, and like you, I'm watching it. Right. And the catalyst is the, obviously the main female in the movie, uh, watches him murder somebody like and she thinks that it's staged like he right. is like standing there about to stab this chick 
And she's like, well, do it. And he does it and he literally kills her. And then in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, what a bonding experience. He loves her. They just killed somebody together. Like <laughs> literally in my head, I'm like, he's in love with her now. Like that's his person. Like yeah. he just in that like, you know, initiated him to kill somebody. Like, oh, he's in love. And I just remember thinking, watching the rest of that movie, I am there I have issues. Like <laughs> I am really messed up because he's like, there's no redeeming quality. Like he's not, he's not a good guy at all. Like they don't fall in love or anything like that. But yeah. in my head, I was thinking they could though. Like they could. Yeah. Well, I just think too, like. I'm sure you've kind of probably seen it like that. I feel like there's a pretty significant rise in like villains as villain or villains as like the love interests and like Absolutely. making it work. I mean, even more than like your anti-hero, like I kind of feel like my guys are maybe a little, they're definitely not villains, but they have yeah. a little bit more of that anti-hero vibe than, but mostly they're just like alpha holes. Like there's all these different layers now that, five years ago or 10 years ago I don't really think were as prevalent yeah everybody's jumping on the enemies to lovers train even yeah okay yeah exactly he's jumped on the enemies (laughs) to lovers train okay so it's I'm fine with it I mean I'm very attracted to morally gray characters so just keep giving that to me me too me too so I'm sure you've seen it but there's like that quote or a meme or something that goes around where it's like a hero will sacrifice the girl to save the world but like an anti-hero will sacrifice the world to save the girl and I'm like yeah I'm gonna have I'll take that three one. please like yeah yeah I need that one with extra yeah. on the side <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how you I mean I'm sure you've probably seen it but Shadow and Bone when that series released right yeah I'm okay okay so I read the, I read the whole series before it was you know in a movie or whatever and mm-hmm. so the Darkling like they're doing a very good job in the movie of making you not like him, like in the series of making you not like him, right? Yeah. But in the book, oh God, I shipped it's, them so hard. I wanted too. them together so bad. Me too. So and bad. so I read those a really, I didn't finish, I have not finished the series yet, but I read Shadow and Bone a while ago. So when yeah. it came out on Netflix, I don't, a few months ago or whenever that was, time is hard for me to keep track of. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, do I not like him? Because I, I feel like I kind of like him. Wait, am I like I was, remember I was really confused. And then you see like the betrayal from everybody. But I remember thinking, why did they have to make him so likable though? You know, like. Yeah, exactly. And in the book, it's so much worse. Like they make yeah. him so, she makes him so much more likable. Like I cried yeah. and I didn't end up together. And like, so he calls, she calls him Alexander, right? Like that's what yeah. she calls him, right? But you got to understand that like in the book, it wasn't until like the last, 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 last few chapters that he tells her his name. And it's like a, it's like a bonding moment where he's like, say my name again. And she does. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it screwed me up and I was like, whatever, fine. Anywho. Um, so what are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, so I am still... I still read MF, like I still love um, like my angsty queens. So, like I really enjoy reading like Candy Steiner, oh, M. Robinson, Rachel ah! Dyken. love listen, them. Listen. I love Claire Contreras and um, there's so many, but like those are like probably my favorite for like MF. Those are like my one click authors that I just buy everything that yeah, they put out. And then I have like a whole different list of favorite in like RH. So 
I enjoy a lot of like the romantic suspense. I actually just finished after, so I published um, Gilded Princess a few weeks ago, and then I spent like seven days just binge reading everything I could get my hands on. Me. And I really like Jay Bree, who does, um, she has a, a couple, she has one RH series that's complete and then a new one started. So I read her newest RH and it's called um, Broken Bonds. And it's like a faded mate, rejected mate trope. And Ooh. I'm just here for it so hard. Like I'm really just, I can't express it enough. So I've been like going to my um, Instagram stories and like my Facebook group. And I'm like, okay, I know y'all have some really good recs. So like hit me with all of your faded slash rejected mate tropes. Yeah. So I've been working through those, but I also um, really enjoy um, Tate James's RH series. I want to read um, that. It's on my list. I want to read it. Cause it's like the hype is, is high for it right it's, now. Yeah. It's super hyped up. I think it's deserving of it. I enjoy I used to be on Tate's um, ARC team since yeah. she started. And then, you know, when I kind of started writing, I reluctantly had to had to let someone else take my spot just because I didn't have the time to commit to an ARC team. Yeah. Um, but I still love her stuff. And I think too, like CM Stunich also is kind of like a staple <gasps> in the RH community. Oh God, I love, yeah. I love her ARC <laughs> series. Me too, what's your favorite of hers? probably filthy it's filthy gods right that's it uh filthy rich boys yeah filthy rich yeah. boys that's it yeah that's yeah that's probably it for me I love that one I love she has some other she has just a bunch of really unique ones that like up until then you didn't really see that style of RH done yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think she's, you know, really unique in that aspect. And I, we actually had a joint oh, release. Groupie is good too. Sorry. Yeah. Groupie is amazing. I love that was probably one of my first RHs many years ago. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Have you oh. read um, CL Matthews, Here Lies a Corpse book? Yes. So, okay. I just read, I read the whole first book and I have the second book on my Kindle waiting for me for whenever I have a break. Oh, I really loved it. So that was at a, so my PA and I have very, you know, we read the same styles yeah. and usually when she reads something and she kind of knows if I'm going to love it. So she'll call me and be like, guess what? You've got this next on your TBR, even if I've never heard of it before. <laughs> and so I always, so she turned me onto that one for sure. I love that series. It gets so much better as it goes. Just wait. So oh. What attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, the title, or recommendations for others? So this is probably really bad, but I don't really read blurbs. And <laughs> um, and I and as an author, I know how many long, long hours I spend agonizing over blurbs. So that's no disrespect to anybody. It's just I really love going into a book blind. It's my okay. favorite way to read. And um, it's usually based on recommendations. So um, that's kind of mostly how I, I read it. Unless I'm going, okay, I feel like reading a faded mates or I feel like reading a bully romance. Then I might Google it and read a little bit of the blurb to kind of make sure it's what I'm feeling like. But for the most part, I wait for, you know, I just listen if someone tells me like, you have to read this, this is amazing. Then I usually do it that way. 
Okay, cool. So we are going to enter our last portion of the podcast, which is a trope questions. And this is okay. like my favorite portion of the podcast. So what is your favorite trope to write and why? You can be as specific or as not or as general as possible. Okay, so it's not going to be a surprise to you, but like my favorite trope would probably be like an alpha hole possessive RH. I'm going to make that one trope. (laughs) (laughs) Is that my favorite? That's that's it. So what's one trope you would eventually like to write down the road and why? Um, So I actually am toying with the idea of writing. I have this idea that's probably going to happen in 2022 it's going to be a post-apocalyptic rh oh um okay i I know it's not like a huge thing on the scene um and it wouldn't obviously be anything relating to what's been going on in the world but i have this very intense fascination with like post-apocalyptic things so my husband i think got a little tired of me chatting his ear off one day he's like why don't you write that down and maybe you could use it in a book one day. <laughs> so I'm like, that's actually a great idea. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I can do that. Sign me up. I love post post like like I guess it's like dystopian kind of vibes. Like I really love stuff like yeah. that. So I'm here for well, it. So did you ever read BB Easton has the rain trilogy? Yep. yep I yep, loved yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. So if like that's like, like that. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I like that where it's like um, not really dystopian because like the world didn't end and it's not like fast forward after world ended, but where it's like about to be an apocalypse. Uh-huh. So, you know, I kind of enjoy, I thought that was a really fun twist on it, but I, I want to make it RH just because I live that why choose life in fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, if you like, if you like that series this one is a little bit more dystopian mostly just because the world has been you know like remodeled basically but it is so good it is one of my favorite trilogies she made it into five books but just read the first three okay okay um like the it was supposed to just be a trilogy but recently she added two more books to it but just just Mm -hmm. read the trilogy so it the end it ends and it is all tied up like oh okay you wouldn't need to read the rest of them to don't don't do that okay Okay, so anywho it is called the shatter me series and i cannot pronounce oh girl i've already read it alex oh my god (laughs) born is the love of my life forever forever i loved it so much have you read the other the newer ones i did not i read it years ago and i thought it was done it was it is in your head leave it there (laughs) Don't okay, so have you read Laura, and I'm going to say her last name wrong, but Laura Thalassa's series that's like a dystopian post-apocalyptic like that? I haven't. What's it called? Okay, I got to look it up. Hang on. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. And it has that same like like vibes that Shatter Me gave me where you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like him, but I, I love do. him. Oh my God. And the end of Love Triangle was Chef Kisses. I was here. Yeah. Oh my God. At the end of Shatter Me, spoiler alert if you haven't read it. At the end of Shatter Me, when she like is jumping out that window and he like touches her hand and he, she doesn't, he doesn't do anything. I'm like, oh, that's it for me. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. I'm me. done. I'm done. I love him. The only ones that I did read after that. So she has like Shatter Me and then it's like the trilogy all from Juliet's POV. But then you oh. also have the, hold up, let me look it up uh i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it pulled up on goodreads here we go so you have shatter me destroy me 
which is uh yeah so you have shatter she added more where it's like shatter yeah. me in juliet series destroy me is 1.5 and it's in warren's point of view so you get oh. to see his everything from that and then you have unravel me and you have fracture me which is in adam's pov and then ignite me which is the end of it and then i did not read the rest of them yeah i didn't read after that did not read after that and i don't okay know. so i think i can't remember now i'll have to text you and see if when i find out yeah, but i think it, yeah i'll have to because i've apparently read a lot of laura Thalassa's books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh which one is it <laughs> okay i'll have to figure that out and text you all right cool that works so what is one trope you'll never write and why that's hard i don't really ever like to say never right um but I do think that probably like historical romance is not high on my want to write Same. only because I think it's so I really enjoy watching it. I love like Regency period like dramas. I was so loving Bridgerton when it was really came out. Um, but I just don't know enough about that. And I just don't I like my boy, I like my men. I'm the morally gray. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I just don't know that I would ever write that. At least right now. Never say never. Who knows? Me, what I probably happen. won't. I probably won't ever write historical romance. Mostly because like history is very fixed, right? So you have to play, yeah. play, play along with some rules. Like you can't really bend things the way you want right. to. And I don't like that. I don't like it. I'm not doing right. it. I like my women to be able to freely wear pants too. And that's not a slam on anyone because I do think that there's a lot of fun that can happen. And a lot of like very like possessive over the top dominant males come out of historical the only, romance. The only historical thing that I've ever really enjoyed and it was a series called Rain. That's the only, that's the hmm. end, that's a TV show, but that's the only one. Like, I don't like Bridgerton. Like, I, okay. I am, I'm like the only person in the world I feel like who did not like it. I liked it. I, I, so I just have a really like deep appreciation for like the beautiful, like costume department and the setting oh. and everything. I think it's so fantastic. Absolutely. And I am not going to lie. The, chem the natural chemistry between the Duke and I forgot her name, but like our main girl character huh? was like just off the charts for me. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm about what this is about but I'm into it just based on this 30 second clip I saw on the Netflix home screen <laughs> so, I just couldn't get into it I watched the whole thing it just wasn't it wasn't for you that's okay it wasn't my cup of tea that's but right. if you were in a book what trope would you want for your story and why I mean I'm gonna kind of bring us full circle and if you know and say like a mafia rh type that's me me too yeah me too. I feel like, time. you know, especially because like when we were talking at the beginning, like I wanted to make Elena like super relatable. Like it could be you, it could be your sister or your best friend. So Absolutely. in that instance, I'm like, why couldn't it be me? Like, what would I like to play this game when I'm writing these characters too? I'm like, what would I do if I'm in this life or death situation? Yeah. You know, like you have to think is like you would rise to the occasion. And I love the idea of just exploring what that journey looks like. Absolutely. I would definitely do an RH. I don't know if I would do mafia, but I would definitely do an RH. And I would hope because I get to select the trope for my story, I could also select the men for my, my yeah, story. Of course. I would yeah. pull 
men, I would pull book boyfriends from my favorite books and I, that's my harem. That's it. That's it for me. <laughs> me I, too, except here's how I, I have too many favorites. So like, how do I pick that? You know? Oh no, I got five. I know them. Like I okay. literally, I literally have them. It's Who are they? Warren from Shatter Me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Damon Torrance from the Devil's Night series by Penelope Douglas. Oh yes. Uh, right? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's a uh, Rowan Whitethorn from the Throne of Glass series by Sarah yes. J. Mass. Mm-hmm. Is hold up. Where are the other two? Daddy Zeus from Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling. I'm into it. Right? Literally mm-hmm. want to shoot myself and die. And then it's wait, where's the oh? And then it's a uh, Wrath from Dark Lover by J.R. Ward. Oh, okay. I have a vampire. I have like a warrior man. I have like multiple psychopaths. Right. And I feel like it just all fits very, (laughs) in my head, I think they'll all be very, very, I mean, they won't get along, but they'll be great. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay though, because they'll get along for you. Like I've just, I, I feel like that is one of the most understated things that like maybe we just don't talk about a lot in the RH community anymore but like that's one of the highest like selling points it's like you don't have to choose which one is your favorite because they're all basically going to rally around you no matter what like even if they don't want to share they will end up sharing yeah like in my head like I have it planned out that like Warren and Damon are probably the most alike mentally so they'll Mm -hmm. probably fight a lot but then like Rowan will like shut that shit down because he's like you know, like not having it. And then daddy Zeus is just like, he's not unbothered. Like he's older yeah. and he doesn't care. And he has a no. motorcycle club to worry about. So he's not even bothered. And he just like comes by when I need him. <laughs> yeah, he'll just like, let it all play out. And just like, I just envision him like leaning back against the wall with like a foot on it and just like, oh, walking it, dead, you know? dead on the inside. And then, yeah. and then I think that wrath, so he's a blind vampire with anger issues so I think that honestly and plus he's a vampire I just think he's not going to be bothered with otherworldly things like I'm just saying he's not going to be he's not he's unbothered man okay that's what it is but that is sadly the last question that we have for you this has been super fun you've been absolutely amazing I feel like I have another friend now thank you um, thank you bonded but I'm going to leave this little area for you to talk about if you have a release that just came out or if you have a sale going on or something and let our listeners know where to find you. The floor is yours. Thank you. I've had such a blast here. And honestly, I could probably chat for another hour with you. Oh, same though. <laughs> same. So I always tell everybody like I am very chatty. And so feel free to come find me anywhere and chat. So um, you guys can find me. I have a Facebook group or I'm just on on Facebook. I am on Instagram every day at just author Penelope Black. And I recently joined TikTok, which I am still kind of learning. (laughs) But I'm having a a lot of fun on there. I don't know if you're on it at all. I absolutely am. I'm going to follow you right now. Okay. I have a lot of fun on there and um, made a lot of really fun like book talk friends. And I found, actually, that's where I found some of my current reads from there. So, um, and that is just the same handle. Everything is just author Penelope Black. So um, I encourage anyone to come and chat and hang out and tell me what you're reading or any any fun thing you have going on. Um, So the Brotherhood series is complete and it is all on Amazon and available to read in Kindle Unlimited. 
Um, and then the first book in Madison series is called Gilded Princess. It's my five family series that came out three weeks ago. And it is an RH Italian mafia with some second chance romance woven in there mm -hmm. because I just cannot stick to one trope, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that why choose life everywhere. Um, and then book two will be here um, hopefully next month. So perfect for a binge read. Super exciting. Thank you. Thank you. So I've not much. read her series. Make sure to go check it out. But uh, we hope that you have a great day. We hope. I hope you have a great day. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.